If you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host Sylvia and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is April of 2021. At this time of the year, most students are preparing to head into music exam halls where they have to play their instrument and get adjudicated by somebody they've never met before. And for many students, it is a nerve wracking experience. I have to say that the UK graded system is a good system. It is around many years now for a long, long time, and it has proved its worth in terms of how it prepares students and how it gives them a great rounded education. For those of you who are not familiar with the UK graded system, music exams are broken into eight steps, grades one to grade eight. In good systems, you have music theory exams and practical exams having to be accomplished each year. When you reach grade eight, you have the opportunity of following through on diplomas in the form of teaching diplomas, performance diplomas, or it can also count towards the early years of university level education. I also have found that over the years dealing with novices, as that has been my main focus, is that the lead up to the exam, meaning the weeks before the exam, like if we usually have exams May through June, so those weeks leading into the exam would say 10 day lead in, 20 day lead in are as important as the exam experience itself. To tell you a funny story, there was one student I was tutoring a good number of years ago and her exam was it was about two weeks to go. And two weeks before the exam came off, this student now was playing piano. She went into the local shopping mall and got her nails done. So she got these artificial nails that were so long that when she went to try and play the piece of music on the piano, she just couldn't play. I was astonished walking into this room to look at this student and she knew she'd only 10 days to go before her exam. So I had to kindly tutor her and say, "Uh, uh these nails are not possible. You need to get them off. Can you please organize it as fast as possible so as you can maintain your practicing leading into the exam? I was amazed at the parents to even allow that to happen. On another occasion, a student on the way to an exam had her grandmother with her in the car. Now, the grandmother naturally was a very chatty, nervous individual. 
and she was saying to the music student, oh, you'll do great now and you'll be doing very well and don't be nervous now. Everything will work out fine and you'll be great. And this, she was going on and on in the car going into the exam hall. And what happened to the student? She didn't perform well at all. So the lead in to an exam is as important as the exam experience itself in the hall. Now, the first thing that you need to, to really think about leading into exam is just work on the areas that are causing you the most concern, needless to say. And this happens in the week leading into the exam. Really, I would suggest about a month before an exam usually comes off, the student really has all their work done. And their main focus at that point should be just to maintain the finer aspects of the pieces not to play them fast, but to keep them at a slow pace to make sure that everything is held together correctly. And if there is major practice to be done, it should be focused on things like sight reading or oral tests, because that very often are the two areas. Those areas are the very often the weakest points in most people's exams, because not naturally speaking, they have put a lot of effort and work over the academic year into the pieces they have to perform in the exam hall. Now, what can be very stressful for a music student, particularly for the first few exams, is that they're going to go into this room with somebody they've never seen before and they've never met before. And I know because I'm from Ireland, having examiners coming in from the UK, that cultural difference as well can come into play sometimes and it can cause, a, you know, a bit of stress and tension because culturally, the Irish examiner is a lot more friendly, whereas the UK examiner is more sometimes more professional in their approach and therefore they won't be as friendly in the room. They just are there to do a job and keep it professional. Now, for the exam student themselves, I think the best word of advice I could give to any exam student is just be confident in the work that they have done. A music student has put in all this effort throughout the music year, the academic year. And that effort is to be respected and to be used as a sense of comfort and confidence. So as when they walk in through the door, they know they have everything done that they possibly can do. If they know there's an element of weakness, well, just relax with that. It's okay. Not everything is going to be perfect. We're not looking to get distinctions in these exams. It's just a goal to be achieved. It's like a stepping stone on the way to the bigger picture. As a student doing the exam, and as a tutor or a parent helping that student, be there reminding them to breathe deeply. Use the breath, the breathing, the breath as their way of calming down. Their focus should be just on what they have to do and not the surrounding noises around them. Now, I know this has come into play in my years as a music tutor, that noises, it's amazing, noises around the student in the exam hall, in some cases, affected how that student performed in the exam. Now, that should not be the case. The music student should be tutored on how to deal with noise. And in some cases, it depends on the student in question, but in some cases I have in the lead up to exams stood behind the student in the prep room in the lesson time and put them under pressure with making odd movements around them as they're playing the piece 
and getting them used to the whole idea of strange noises, strange movements and putting them in that unusual situation. And then when they go to do the exam, I have found that it has helped them hugely in their focus. So as if the if the environment is not perfect like they expect, that that doesn't disrupt how they perform. Performing in an exam room is different to that of performing on a concert stage. There's a different set of goals at play, which means the student has to handle a different set of circumstances and the emotional support needed from the parent or the tutor in question has to adjust accordingly. What this means is the student needs to be tutored and needs to understand that they focus on what they've done well all year long. They focus on the on the the work that they have done, the sheet music in front of them. They focus on that regardless of what the examiner is doing in the space that they find themselves in. And that does away with a lot of the nervous tension. The student should be tutored on how to get into the music, go all in, not just merely play it. Now, I know for very young novice students, this might not be a suitable piece of advice. However, for the more intermediate advanced student, this is very important. For a younger, nervous disposition student, um, the best advice I would give is just focus on the breath and look on the page of music and that's the focus. And that again does away with so much of that nervous tension. If you get the student as young as possible to breathe deep, experience that breathing very deep down into their diaphragm area, that will be their go-to habit when they feel the pressure. As a presentation piece of advice, I always suggest students should dress neatly, have short fingernails, unlike the student that did the long fingernails leading into an exam, as I opened up the episode today with that story. Keep the fingernails clean, your hands clean, and just dress neatly, whether it be a uniform or just whatever, just dress neatly. Be pleasant, be graceful, be polite, be thankful for the examiner's time. It goes a long way. It really does, especially in the age of technology, where some of these mannerisms are not practiced very often. Now, I hope that gives you some tips on how to either support a student heading into an exam environment or if you're the student, how to handle it. And never let noise and what other people are doing around you disrupt your focus if you're the student in such a situation. I wish you well if you're going to do an exam soon and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Many have come up to me and asked, Sylvia, let me ask you a question. I've started learning music, but I am stuck. I can't get the sound I dream of. I've spent time and a lot of cash. I'm so frustrated. Or a parent has often asked me, I have a child who is not getting the results that we expected. I've invested a lot of dollars in music tutors and musical equipment. I'm so unsure, what can I do? My answer, sign up for a free webinar at musicsecretsexposed.com where I'll walk you through what you can do to get you or your child on the best musical path right away. My greatest joy is to save you heartache and frustration and replace it with the best musical version of you. Don't delay, capacity is limited. 
Open a tab and let's get you started at musicsecretsexposed.com.